everybody. Welcome back. This is uh, Fig and Lock Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Hey, everyone. We're back. Uh, we took a week off last week for Easter. Uh, a lot of us had things going on. We were uh, out enjoying the Easter weekend, although I know for, over, for us over here, we actually got rained out. So uh, all the plans we had for the day were completely awash. And then I know you were sick last week, right? Yeah, I was getting over a cold. I I sounded terrible. Like I, I lost my voice altogether. It was it was it just was not good. Yeah, and then uh, this week uh, I got you. I mean, we're still using the cell phone uh, for you over there. Uh, I know you're <laughs> you're casting while on your way home from work, so I ask that you please be careful. And if you feel you're getting distracted, let us know. We will we can end this <laughs> if we need to. <laughs> I am totally safe. There's nobody on the road. All right, good times. So, how you been, man? What's going on with you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. You know, working a lot. Uh, yeah, Easter. We had a little bit of rain Easter on the East Coast, but nothing super crazy. Um, yeah, that's been going on with me. You know, beyond that, how's how's you? How's the wife and the wife and the kid been? Uh, family's good, man. You know, the week has been busy. Um, a lot going on at work this last week, but things are going to slow down, uh, in the coming weeks. That's good. Uh, which allows me to get after some stuff I've been keeping on the back burner or pushing off for a while now. Um, you know how it is when you got like a big thing at work, you got to like, just, you, that becomes your light, like that becomes your singular like priority. And then everything else has been kind of pushed aside and I've been delaying on a lot of things for several weeks now. So uh, I'll be able to kind of start getting after some of those things now that um, this other big project I was working is is done. So, um, but yeah, Marcy's good. Um, you know, Alex is good. Um, you know, so uh, we're just enjoying the spring. Uh, now that the, the rains have kind of seemed to have abated and, uh, you know, the, the flowers are in bloom, so the allergies are a little crazy right now. Um, but, yep, we're just, uh, you know, cruising in the spring, man. So, but uh, say again. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, so folks, this week I think we're gonna uh, talk about a few different things. Uh, I know I saw Mario. I don't know if you saw Mario. Did you see Mario at all? I did not. I was trying to get around to maybe seeing it yesterday, but uh, I fell into too much other work around the house, probably duties to go out and do something like that. So, no, nah, I didn't get around to seeing it. Gotcha. That's fair. Uh, big, the, one of the highest grossing films of an uh, 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 for animated film, so um, it's doing quite well. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, the uh, uh, other stuff, you know, a bunch of a lot of previews popped uh, this last um, which few weeks, especially with with Mario dropping came obviously a bunch of new previews, and we'll kind of walk through some of those and talk about what we're looking forward to, and then um, also. Uh, this week we had the penultimate episodes of The Mandalorian and Picard, which uh, I'm going to gush all over Picard because um, it made me feel like I was 13 again um, seeing this last episode. So, uh, And The Mandalorian is finally making finding its way because the last, I think the, the preceding few episodes kind of had the fan base moving in a lot of different directions. So uh, with that, uh, unless there's anything else you want to add, Mr. Locke? I got nothing really. Uh, yeah, nothing really. I was watch. Uh, the big thing was yeah uh, on Netflix. Love is blind. I was watching that with my wife. Um, praise and it's just so messy. That show's so messy. Uh, 
watching that. Uh, beyond that, I didn't see nothing really exciting. I saw Cocaine Bear. It was on Peacock. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's just not. Um, beyond that, that yeah. So um, yeah, let's uh, begin with Mario. Uh, won uh, the highest thing. Um, I don't know where it stacks up with uh, the feet money. You know, and you're talking about like maybe like what is it? Um, Frozen made a lot of money, so I don't know where it all stacks up, but it's a very high-grossing film itself. You know, um, at a scale one through five. So you're coming in a little broken, but I think you're asking me if I had to give it a scale of one to five where I would put it. Um, I would definitely put it uh, pretty high up there, like a four, a four plus, like a four point five. Uh, maybe not quite, not quite a five, but it's it's cl- pretty close. I mean, it, it's it's a movie that just gives you absolute joy. You know, I mean, I saw it with my son. We all we it was his first movie he ever saw. We all went as a family. I've seen it twice now because he wanted to see it again today. So we went back today and saw it too. But and even seeing it the second time, I laughed just as hard as the first time I saw it, and I w- walked away feeling the same way I did the first time I saw it. And it's just immense joy. It's just a fun movie. Um, it captures everything that's great about all the video, all of the Mario games, and manages to incorporate them into in, in different ways. And it's not overloaded. It's not overdone. It's a very cohesive and smart story. The they just do a beautiful job of making it making a making a wonderful Mario movie just taking all of the different aspects from Mario's 1 through you know 1 through 3 and 4 and all the newer stuff you know Mario Kart Donkey Kong just taking all those elements and putting them into a really fun and cohesive story uh it was great and it was fun um I haven't walked out of a movie just feeling happy in a really long time. Like there are movies you walk out of there you're excited about and you want to talk about with people, but it just it just made you feel good coming out of this film. Um, and what I think what I liked about it too is that it it didn't make Princess Peach a victim. You know, I mean it could have been it would have been very easy to make you know do the damsel in distress thing, which so much of the early games was about. You know, about saving the princess, but they made her you know a a force to be reckoned with in it, uh, as a character. Uh, they gave her a great arc, you know, as far as um, you know, protecting the kingdom uh, and uh, you know, helping to put it, helping put her faith in others. And but it's um, uh, it was really well done. And I think you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it by now, the story is really about the the, the relationship between these two brothers, and that they've always been together, and that no matter what obstacles they're going to face as long as they're together they will be able to overcome them and they're separated and luigi's always been kind of the you know you know especially as a character as a character from the video game he's always been kind of the weaker of the two right so it's always mario's always kind of been sticking up for his younger brother and uh the movie is about the two of them just like mario going to rescue his brother like finding his brother that's his only concern and for Princess Peach, it's about saving, it's about protecting her, the Mushroom Kingdom, and protecting them from Bowser. And it was just, just great. Um, Chris, Chris Pratt did a fantastic job. I think you know a lot of people were hating on him, you know, early on with the whole accent and everything. But I thought he did a great job. It's a very light Brooklyn accent. He manages to incorporate 
enough of the Mario video game, like the, you know, the woohoos and the let's go. He, he incorporates enough of that without making it cheesy and overdone. Uh, Jack Black is great as Bowser. Uh, and so, and um, Keenan Michael, was it Keenan? Uh, Keegan Michael Key or whatever his name is, he was as as Toad was was fantastic. The whole cast is great, and uh, I just love this movie. I, I can't wait to purchase it when it comes out on streaming. Uh, I've seen it twice now, and it's great. Uh, it, so yeah, I've heard no one's. Uh, like I've heard some reviews, and some people put it down. I think some people are being kind of overcritical, because um, you're not. We're not watching Super Mario Brothers movies see Citizen Kane. And yeah, some people are trying to give it that, and it's a bit much. Um, I think it's, it's a kid movie. So the idea that everybody says is, is not that deep of a movie, that's good. It's for kids. Um, I'm impressed that um, they said the graphics look really good. They do. Yeah, the animation is fantastic. They said really it looks really really good you know so it visually looks perfect like it should then you know they did their job they did their job it should look like it should um i think um one review i read um person said that they they wish they spent a little more time in some of the set pieces like the set pieces kind of like ran by them kind of fast like they wanted to maybe um like flesh it out a little bit more you know, I, one person did say that, um, but yeah, beyond that, I, I think um, it, it should be a, um, it should do fine. Uh, it should be a fine film. You enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of other people that I've heard other people enjoyed it as well. So, you know, I have, um, I have no qualms, no ear, ill will towards it. Chris Pratt, I heard everybody did. He did okay. I heard um, Jack Black kind of stole the show though. Oh, well, yeah, like, I think Jack, Jack Black... Black yeah, Jack Black, especially the whole his viral video online right now with the uh, the Princess Peach song. I'm, I'm, that's not really a spoiler, I think, at this point because it's a video you can watch on YouTube. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, Jack Black is hilarious. His, it's 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 funny because he's got this like, you know, irrational love for Peach, and he's got this, you know, and he's he's so obsessed with her that he's like, and, he, and it's the it's the it's the old '80s jealous boyfriend trope, right? Like the whole I'm the bully and I want the girl. And I'm and I'm jealous of this guy, who's actually getting her attention. You know, and what's something that's great about the film too is, you know, Mario Brothers is born out of the '80s, so the movie and the and the movie kind of embraces that fact, right? The soundtrack, a lot of the soundtrack is old '80s uh, songs. Um, the 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 plot is very is a very '80s plot. You know, the, you have the big bully who's doing who the way he see, the way he believes he can impress the girl is by you know, being all powerful and you know, um, and trying to impress her. So that's that's very much his motive here. His motive for conquering the Mushroom Kingdom is kind of like, I, I'm the big, like, you know, I'm the super strong guy, so I'm gonna make her love me that way. It's that very much that eighty that eighties trope, you know, as far as you know, bully getting the girl or trying to get the girl. Uh, but uh, I mean, everything the set pieces comment. No, actually, I, I do. I would agree with that because. Uh, I would have liked to spend a little more time in the Mushroom Kingdom. I would have liked to spend a little more time in some of those. Like they do, like this montage where they're transiting through various, you know, um, worlds. 
and would have been fun to kind of anchor down and spend a little more time in some of these worlds. Uh, I was kind of shocked that they didn't incorporate Yoshi. I mean, we saw the di- like the Yoshis, the dinosaurs, but they didn't. Be- they weren't part of the adventure. So maybe they're saving that for the sequel. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I agree. I can agree with that comment. But at the same time, they did a fantastic job of incorporating the soundtrack from the video games. They do a great job incorporating the side-scrolling elements. Uh, there's a this hilarious opening scene where they're they're trying to get to this is when they're in the real world and they're still waiting to get and they're trying to answer a, a plumber's call and it's a side scrolling you know they do a side scrolling bit when they're and it they it's a they kind of make the environment similar to that of the first level of the very first Mario Brothers and it works on all levels. And then toward the end uh when they're trying to save you know the princess and save Mushroom Kingdom they have this great like bit where it's all about you know stomping on turtles and goombas and using pipes and different power ups and it 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 does it does everything that's it does everything to capture the spirit of these games and yet not overdo it right like it's it's one of those perfect game adaptations where I'm gonna capture all of the best elements and put them into a cohesive story you know it's it's not like doom where like doom just if you remember the doom movie. They absolutely insisted on doing like third person point of view, right? At the very end to just to kind of force that in there. That didn't feel forced in this case when, when you know, when they're doing, when they added those elements in, I, I just love it. I just think it's great. Um, but I'm an easy, I'm an easy person to please too on top of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You are a little bit, you're, you're, you're easily amused, but I'm the, but I would, I, I, like I said, I have no, I have no ill will towards it. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and the people that are, I think people that have negative things to say about the movie are are comparing this movie to Citizen Kane or, or freaking, you know, Forrest Gump or something like that. Like, it's, it's not here to change the world, okay? It's a kid film it's made for people that are under the age of 16, dog. Like, get over it. Like, this is, what do you want? It's not. It's not going to be super flesh. Some people are talking about it didn't have hearts. I mean, okay, calm down. We're not. We don't want to leave the film crying. You know, I mean, that's not the goal of the Mario Brother film, making you feel sad about something. Something. It's. You know, they want to keep it simple. It's an Illumination film, and you know, Illumination they have films like that, The Incredibles, or uh, was it uh, uh, with the Minions and all that. But I mean that movie that wasn't the goal. They're they're using this as a platform to launch their theme park with Mario. They want everything to be good vibes and cute pushing. So not mad about it. Not mad. Not mad. And I mean I'm, I should uh, get around to maybe seeing it probably next two weeks. I should. Yeah. Nice. So I'll have a tomorrow that. Um. So moving on. Uh, trying to keep this a little tight today. Uh, I will. I want to take a few moments to gush over Picard. Uh, speaking of another, you know, uh, piece of media that just got after nostalgia and tugged at my heartstrings, Picard is just doing it, man. This last penultimate episode, uh, we get to see spoilers. We get to see the crew of the of the of the Next Generation get back on board the yeah. Enterprise D. And I, I did hear about that. Hey, we were talking about ideas for the for the cast, and I was like, "We well, can talk about Picard," because I'm like, I, I, I would say last cast, 
last time we cast, I was like, Picard hasn't been doing so well, and you're like, it has been, and I'm like, I don't know. And online, it, people were hating on it. And then the last past week, everybody's been like losing their mind. They're like, this is so great. This is perfect. This is it. All the old cast members are back. Like, everybody's just loving it. So I'm like, I know Eric's probably like losing his mind. So I've been waiting to hear this. Oh my god, dude! I when so so I, I mean spoilers. If you haven't seen the, the episode, go watch it. But they did they did such a great job. I know I I've been I've loved the season from the beginning, but I can see why some fans might not have been crazy about it because it is kind of you, you have like I mean the first four episodes take place in one event, so it, it kind of like it does it did kind of seem like where is this going and what's going on, but. This episode wrapped it all, brought it all together real nice, and it and it harkened back to so, some of the best episodes of the Next Generation. I mean, um, it hits on you know uh, on it, it it takes it takes pieces of best of both worlds, uh, one of the most best episodes of Trek where you know Picard was assimilated, so it pulls from that. It pulls from. Uh, generations with the destruction of the Enterprise D, it pull it just pulls from uh, pulls from First Contact. It, it just pulls from all the best Trek or Next Generation Trek, and it puts it into this really great story. And uh, seeing the cast on board the Enterprise D this week, I, I was jump. I was like, you could barely keep me contained. Like Marcy was sitting next to me, and she's like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" I'm like, "I am losing myself. I'm completely losing my mind right now because." The last time we saw the Enterprise D, it was it was destroyed. It was it, it crash landed. The saucer section crash landed on Meridian Three and Generations, and they brought it back. And what was great was the way they brought it back. It wasn't you know Jordy had a very perfect explanation for it. Like hey, we had to salvage it because we can't just leave it there. And I have been I have been restoring it for the last twenty years, and. He's like, I pulled this from this ship, and I pulled this from this ship, like, and that's a very real thing. Like, you know, it made sense. It wasn't, you know, just some MacGuffin that they just stuck into the story because for nostalgia, it works and it's beautiful. And just watching all the characters come together and watch walk that bridge again, I was I was near tears. And then Marcy's like, you're like you I, you can barely sit down. I'm like this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. And just the the big reveal that. You know the Borg have been behind the story the entire time, and that you know, and it's it's the it's um it's more than just cybernetic; it's biological, and it's been and it's a part of a card that he passed down to his son, and just like that, and that they found a way to assimilate the entire fleet without even you know knowing it. Just it was so good, and just but for me, like despite all that, just seeing the cast on the ship again. God gave me all the fields. I just, I just, I, I've watched that last four minutes, like at least four or five times this week. Just, I would go back and just watch that last four minutes when they like reveal the Enterprise D and they go back on board. I, I just, I watched that. That was like for me, that's just the best part. That's intense. That's intense for you to keep going back and watching it over and over. I felt thirteen again, man. Like, I mean, I. What's what's crazy? I, I know you're not a Trek guy, but I I came to Trek late when I remember because I was like a lot of kids, you know, who thought Trek was for nerds and like it was geeky and you know it, you know. But then I remember I had a friend, his name was Alex, uh, and I remember one day I came he invited me over to his house to play and uh, I went over there 
and he started telling me about Star Trek, and I was like, "Are you?" I never, I never knew he was a Star Trek guy. So I was like, "You're into Star Trek?" He's like, "Yeah," and he started explaining to me and show and tell me about it. And I, I think I, I came to the show in like the first episode of the sixth season, so I caught it real late because the show only went seven seasons. And uh, I remember, in order to catch up, I watched it at seven o'clock on Fox because every 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 night at seven o'clock, Fox would play a repeat episode. So that's how I got caught up. And I fell in love with the show. Uh, and then, of course, it went off the air in, like, 1992, if I remember correctly. No, no, not 92. I'm sorry, 1994. It went off the air in 1994. And, of course, it had the other, Star Trek did the other things, like Deep Space Nine and Voyager, which were all fun. You know, I liked them, but nothing. I was never connect, as connected to them as I was Next Generation. So seeing this cast – and the movies never did them justice. Like, First Contact is the best movie of the four – Nemesis and all the other movies are not great. They never really did a good job. They never did them really justice in the films. So for them to get a chance in Picard season three to kind of wrap up these storylines and really bring it home, it's been great. I I love it. Um, I know you don't have much to say about it because you're not a big Trek Trek guy, but I, I I could gush all over this all day. I mean, it's it's good. I, I would. I think I back and let people relive memory. And I don't think that's enough. You know, and I think, think I think it's not enough. And then when it's when people try to purposely do it, they do it wrong. Like you see the '80s nostalgia; it's like a money grab or something like that. It's not done right. And like you saying that they sound from others, that sounds like a real thought out idea. That doesn't sound nostalgia is done correctly, and the idea that this show Picard can't do that is this like the final season? Like they're doing any more seasons, or they're just done? So this is the final season of Picard. That's why they wanted to do it, get the entire cast back together. Uh, there have been rumors that this could potentially lead to a potential spinoff film. Which, please give it to me. I'll take more of it. I know uh, Picard, uh, not Picard, but Ta- Patrick Stewart made comments at a convention. I think it was Comic Con actually, where he was like, "We're not dead, like we're all together," and you know, uh, there's more. I think there's more stories to tell. And um, this, well, I think part of it too is this cast really enjoys spending time together. Like they're very close. It's not like the original series where there's a ton of ang- ton of a ton of angst between the between the actors. Yeah, I mean. I- I, if you guys, I guess if people keep watching it, Paramount will, Paramount's all about making content, so I won't be surprised if they make something. I mean, yeah, even if it comes direct to streaming, like it doesn't need to come in theaters, if it just goes right to streaming, uh, I guarantee you'll get a ton of watch. And I, I guess they're going to they're gonna release the last, I, I don't know, I'm not sure if the last episode is a two-parter, so there's technically 11 episodes, or if they're counting this last episode plus this episode. But point, bottom line, uh, the theaters are bringing the last episode, or the are gonna, or excuse me, Paramount is bringing the last episode to theaters. So if you wanted to, you could go watch the last episode in IMAX in theaters. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um. So, why don't we, uh, so I think. You know, we've talked. I could again. I could, like I said, I could gush all over the over this all day. However, um, so we I want to get you in the conversation. Previews. We saw a ton of previews this last week and a half. 
So I'm curious, you know, which preview stuck out to you, and you know, what are you most excited about? I'm not gonna lie, the Barbie movie seems interesting. It really is. It kind of—I didn't think it was gonna be much like a like an adult comedy, but it's looking—it is looking like it's a bit of an adult comedy, isn't it? Yes, it definitely looks like it's um because you didn't really see what the rating was, but then at that very end of the trailer, they kind of gave some suggestive con like a conversation of suggestive type, and uh, so it's like it might be PG thirteen, maybe PG slide the PG thirteen, but it's uh. It's interesting. It's a movie that I know if I watched it, I'm turning my brain off and just enjoying the experience. I'm not looking for it to be life-changing, moving. You know, I'm changed my whole belief on how I see life and it's changing comedy. Like, no, it's a movie where it looks like a bunch of actors signed up for it to do bit roles to just say they're a part of the Barbie movie. You know what I mean? And I think and they look like they're genuinely having a good time. Yeah, it's got you an know, amazing cast. People, yeah, there gonna be people out there. There gonna be people out there that's gonna hate it. And there's there was a lot of hate online where um, people are saying because it was too diverse. And it's like, Lord of mercy, <laughs> like just let, let just let things be. Sometimes I get it. Some diversity is really weird. Like I think, um, what is it on Amazon or Peacock? One of those channels. They have um, Grease, the like miniseries, like the Rise of the Pink Ladies, and it's like super diverse. And like you're talking about a TV show that takes place in the 1950s, and I'm like, slow down. We didn't see not a black person at all in the original movie, and now it's like this. Now I get it, but that doesn't make sense. But Barbie it has always been for everybody, and for it to be, and it looks like it's gonna be fun, and it looks like they're being very true to like an 80s nostalgia feel-esque, but also it's a toy world, and I guess you go into the real world, so it's it's going to be interesting how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not wasn't really, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of surprised or that they were making a Barbie movie at all when I heard it was coming out. I was kind of, uh, I didn't understand what you could possibly do with that. But, you know, we've seen Stranger Things, like Battleship is just a bizarre movie. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, it's got Margot Robbie. It's got Ryan Gosling. I like Simu, or is it Simu Liu, is that his name? The guy that was from Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, it's got a great yep. cast on it. And like you said, it's got some adult jokes in it. So, you know, why not, right? I mean, um, and, uh, you know, why not just check it out, see what's going on with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's only uh, watch it, but um, once it's available at home, I'll watch it immediately. Let's see what's good. Uh, what else trailers thing. came out? There was a lot of trailers that came out. Yeah, the Spider Man, the Spider Man one came out. Yeah, the Enter the Spider Verse two um, came the out. Which... Spider Man movie. Yeah, that that Into the Spider Man or Into the Spider Verse two came out. Uh, that looks good. I mean, I I, I love. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I think it was a great way to bring Miles Morales into the in, into into the into the the big screen. So seeing you know seeing the next step of the next stage of that the the the, the follow-on story looks great. Um, I you know they got um, Oscar Isaac playing Spider-Man 2099, and it looks like there's going to be some serious 
uh, I think one of the plot points, at least one of the plot points that it looks like is that, you know, all the other Spider-Men, you know, have some kind of sacrifice, whether it be Uncle Ben or Gwen Stacy or something, and he doesn't have that. So it, it sounds like that has repercussions going forward, and that's going to cause, you know, some uh, some major issues between Spider-Man 2099 and Miles Morales. So it looks it looks great, amazing again, and if it's half as good as the first one, I'm there. It's got it's got all my, it's got my money. I'm gonna check it out. It's uh yeah, it it definitely feels like a Spider-Man movie because he's gonna start from Spider-Man disease where he creates his own bad guy here. Um, because he's that's what it looks like. He's had the sacrifice. He doesn't want to do it. He wants. You hear in the trailer, they back to save them both. I'm like, here we go. And they're gonna be like, you can't do it. And they're gonna try to stop him from trying to ruin it from being the only one that's okay or something like that. It's 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 definitely interesting. I heard it's a it's a big star-studded cast too. A lot of other Spider-Man or like other famous actors playing it. But it's gonna be um it's gonna look good. Um, very uh I like the animation style in it. Like he's a lot older than he was before, so it takes place a couple of years after the events of the film. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm be, um, I'll be there to see it. Um, it it's coming out is it, a very jam-packed summer because my summer is getting really filled up now. Things are getting kind of crazy here because they got the Flash, they got this movie coming out, uh, Blue Beetle coming around August. There's a lot going on. I don't know. I'm trying to make all this fit. Yeah, the uh, uh, I should do that. Yeah, uh, Lucasfilm <laughs> released a new trailer for Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, which gives us a little bit more of a yeah. idea of what the story is about. This the the Dial of Destiny being uh, gives you the ability to, I guess, go back in time, and that's why we're able, we're gonna, we're going to see various versions of Indiana Jones, you know, uh, really really putting the paces on that de aging technology, because uh, we're going to go back in time and see a couple different events, but. I, again, I continue to be excited for excited for this movie, uh, based on what I've seen so far. Uh, the blue the Blue Beetle trailers dropped. I think we you and I talked about that. I know you weren't necessarily excited, super excited about that. Uh, you said you thought it was pretty mid. Uh, I mean, it's your typical you know boy finds powers, boy needs to learn how to use powers, and somebody want, else wants those powers. Uh, so you know, I mean, it looks cool, and it it it's. Um, it's got a really cool Hispanic cast on it, so I mean, I think it'll, you know, it'll get a, a strong reaction, a strong reaction from or strong reception from the Hispanic side. Uh, the Marvels, they released a preview for the Marvels uh, with Brie Larson, oh, yeah. uh, which you know, I mean, you know, regardless how you feel about Brie Larson and as you know, as Captain Marvel, I'm just looking forward to seeing Ms. Marvel again. I really enjoyed the Ms. Marvel TV show. I don't know her name, but I loved her. the The girl that plays her and the whole Pakistani, like back, you know, backdrop. I love all that. So getting to see more of her and interact with her hero, uh, and that you know, it looks cool. Uh, I'm not really understanding like who the big bad is in this, but you know, whatever. Uh, I'm I'm along for the ride. I'll give it a chance. Uh, yeah, that 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 movie that movie has one giant bid all over it. Really, it's uh. It, it you know people online and I'm, I'm saying that from my point of view I'm not following what to say online online there's a lot of hate Brie Larson and all that it's 
a lot of it, whatever. Um, it really looks like Sam Jackson's super busy because he's in everything. He is. Um, he's got. He's, yeah, they they released. Yeah, they released a trailer for um, um, Secret Invasion. So we got a better look at that, which that looks kind of neat. It's very like spy and espionage and you know all you know behind the scenes you know action. So that that looks good. I'm excited for that. I'm on board for that one. Um, I'm trying to think about what other trailers. Yeah, they oh. also. Go ahead. They didn't have a trailer, but they did. Um, Star Wars showed the timeline of the films and think projects they are thinking about doing in the future. They yeah, and they did. That. Yeah, because we had Star Wars Celebration the last two weeks, uh, which they dropped the trailer for Ahsoka, which mind blown. I cannot wait for Ahsoka. I love, I love that character from the Clone Wars. I love Star Wars Rebels. So the fact that we get to see some of the Rebels cast members in live action, we get to see like we didn't see him from the front, but we know that Mads, is it Mads Mickelson. The older brother to uh, one of the Mickelson guys uh, is gonna is gonna play Admiral Thrawn. Which, if you were ever a fan of the you know the Heir to Empire series from the Star Wars novels, Admiral Thrawn is a big piece of that. He was awesome in Rebels, and he's gonna be in live action in Ahsoka. So Ahsoka looks sweet. <laughs> so I can't wait for Ahsoka to come out. Uh, and then they also dropped the they dropped the the fact that they're gonna they're gonna make another movie with Ray. Um, so we're going to get to see some follow on from the, this last, you know, trilogy of star Wars films. So there was some big news there. I don't know if you have any thoughts on any of that. Uh, uh, it's, you know, how I feel about this. I've gone on nauseam about doing something new and I get it. Ahsoka is a cool character within the original trilogies and it's just, it's hard for me to like spend money on the story that I already know how it's going to be. And we're going to go 15 years in the future. We're now raised trying to recreate like the Jedi council, I guess, or make some new Jedis or something. So she's going to create her own new big bad or she becomes the big bad. No, cause she's a Palpatine now. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know. It's, it, if they don't do anything with Finn this time around, I'm, I'm I don't know what to do because Finn Finn was the biggest waste of character I've ever I thought about it for a long time, and for them to waste Finn and now it's like, all right, we're moving on, and they have all these other ideas they wanted to do. It just make a new story. Don't go bad. Go don't go in the past because they're talking about going in the past with like the creation of lightsabers and creation of Jedi Council and this and that. They they have all these ideas they're brewing, but just go in the future and just move past this. We already know what's going on. Just give us a new story, new storyline, new characters, you know, and that way we could live. This is, this keep grinding the old stuff. It's getting kind of old to me. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, uh, like games like uh, Jedi Survive or, you know, Fallen Order and the new Jedi Survivor game are so good because they, they are new characters or a new slice of the story. It's something we hadn't seen. Um, so, I mean, you know, granted, it's a video game. But uh, I think Star Wars Acolyte could be fun. I mean, I know it's kind of a it's a, a story about kind of the Sith. And the, it takes place during the, I think it takes place during the Old Republic. 
But I mean, I think the fact that it's just in a different setting and kind of uh, new characters, you know, separated from who we what we already know and the characters we already know might make it a little more fresh. But at the same time, like the Star Wars universe is what the Star Wars universe is. It's hot. It's, I, I would argue it's kind of hard. You know, if, if you have you can't you can't not have a Star Wars series that doesn't include Jedi or you know something sim- you know, that at least harkens to the Jedi. Because otherwise, what what makes it Star Wars at that point? What how how do you have a star like how do you have a Star Wars? How do you make a movie that's or a movie or a show that is Star Wars, but isn't without being having something that similar or making it feel similar? Because I, I would say like the um, Andor was probably the as probably as close as we get. Because I mean, the only character that was connected, or the only two characters connected to Star Wars canon at that point, were obviously Andor himself, and then of course um, Mon Mothma. So you know, I, but I feel like if you if 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 you have a story, a Star Wars story that's too separate from any of those things, then it's just a science fiction show. show. Like it's not Star Wars at that point. I I'm not saying like. Get away from the Jedi. I'm just saying get away from the Jedi that we know. That's all. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like, hey, Gunsmoke is like a Western series, you know, and they have the same people. Well, if you just give me all new characters later on, not including the original people, and give me all new storylines going on, then I'm cool with it. Because Jedi still could exist. You know what I mean? Like you said, Acolytes are cool. It's a cool spin, but I wouldn't want it to be Old Republic. I'd rather it be in the future, past, like, or maybe you could make it in the future with that person who was kind of gray and trying to go away. And so they become, you know, trying to figure out between good and evil. Everything has to be so black and white. Things can be a gray because the gray, you know, the gray Jedi do exist in a way. They don't really flesh it out on the big screen, um, but that does exist in a certain sense. Um, even maybe Tales of the Sith maybe be a good idea as well. Um, you know, just I, I don't want to hear any more Skywalker at all. I just don't want Skywalker anymore. So it's like we we know what Skywalker is. We know all that is. Let's just move past it. And there's more stories to tell, and that way you could do whatever they want, and they could flesh it out more and do more with new characters. We could follow up with new characters, you know what I mean? Well, and well I think that they, I think they've been trying to do that, right? Like, for example, it, it, from what I, with the way it looks, it looks like Dave Filoni is leading us to a heir to empire movie, um, and all the characters, for the most part, are unique characters. They're characters that he created. They're not characters that George Lucas created. You know, I mean, Ahsoka Tano is a Dave Filoni creation. And her only connection to Skywalker is the fact that she was his Padawan. And um, the uh like the Mandalorian is and and uh Bo Katan are Dave Filoni characters. He created those characters. You know, they have no connection, you know, other than the fact that they were in the Clone Wars cartoon, like they have no connection to the to the main story. Um, That's a lot. What's that? 
That's a lot. What do you mean that's you're a part lot? Of Clone Wars. Yes, that's a big connection. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want Clone Wars. I don't want, like, cool. I'm like, look, she, Asaka is a very uh, popular character. So, yes. Um, and um, it's homegirl. I forgot her name. Um, she's um, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I like that. Fine. But, like, when I talk about new characters, I'm talking about from the Clone Wars. A claim from the Skywalkers. A claim away from all Palpatines. Away from, you know, all that. Get away from all that. There's more stories to tell. The, the galaxy is bigger than this little circle that we keep world, we keep spinning around. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Mandalorian's a new character, but he's still in between, he's still wedged in between the trilogy of nine films. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, he's not beyond that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not the new generation of kids. They have to experience their grandfather's Star Wars. You know, it's like, give them, give them their own. Give the kids their own Star Wars. Their own stories, not the story still wrapped in the story of their forefathers and their grandmothers and all that mess. Like, that's not cool. So they could tell them I went to the movie theater in 79 and original film. Thanks. I don't want to hear that. Maybe I'm, I'm, a, bitter, I'm a bitter fan because I, I want them to move on. I'm sorry. I just want them to move forward. I, yeah, man. I, I don't you know, know what I mean? It's just, you got to let. You're obvious. You are a bitter fan. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm super excited with the stuff that they're doing. I mean, again, I mean, maybe I'm just too easy to please, but uh, I think Ahsoka, we get to see the end of her arc. Because I, I have a feeling that whatever this culminates into, if it is a movie, I think we're going to see the end of Ahsoka. Because I think at some point, they, they're going to have to kill that character. Um, we yeah. get to see these these characters that started the rebellion in Star Wars Rebels. They're going to get the end of their arc. We get Thrawn, which... You know, you know, if you were a fan of Star Wars before Lucasfilm was reacquired by Disney, and you were one of those folks that read the books and was part of that lore. Now, I, I, I'll, admittedly, I did not read Heir to Empire. However, I did play Tie Fighter, and if 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 anyone that played Tie Fighter, one of the DLCs or ex- expansion packs, if you will, was related to Heir to the Empire. It was. They brought Thrawn into Tie Fighter, and that was how I knew Tie, how I knew Admiral Thrawn was from from the Tie Fighter series. So, the fact that we're going to get to see some some like Thrawn, and they already kind of threw it into this episode, this most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Thrawn is laying in wait; he's about to make his appearance. He's he's reestablishing the Empire, which is going to kind of. So we're gonna. I think we're gonna get we're gonna get this heir to Empire like movie apparently that's like going to bring all these characters together like. And I, you know, so to me, the fact that we're going to get that is huge. Like, I, I understand. I, I can see that you're. I know you don't like the fact that it happens inside this this space that is like the old trilogy and the new trilogy. But you know, I mean, that's there's a lot of time in between those uh, the, those two trilogies, and the, and, and this fills in a lot of gaps. You know, I mean, now granted, they shouldn't have to have done this. I mean, the 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 trilo- the, the trilogies themselves should have spoken to these gaps, but. You know, hey, there's a lot of retconning that has to happen, so why not do it here? But I'm still excited about that. I think that that, that there's there's value in what they're trying to do. 
um, I agree with you. There are other timelines, and there are other are, are, are other things that they could do. But uh, you know, so I think if you're gonna go, then it sounds like they're going. They're moving forward. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't think you can move too far forward without without fully fleshing out the events of what's happening. What's happened in this space. Uh, I think you can go back. I think they're doing that with. I think they're doing that with the acolyte. They're going back to the. And I think there's also skeleton crew and all those other things they're doing. I think that takes you back, which helps you give you know gives you builds you out some more of that the legacy and 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 the and the foundation of what these things of these events are. But I think if you try going forward without fully fleshing out all the events that happen here. I don't know if it's Star Wars. It's just it's just science fiction, which is fine. But I don't know if it's Star Wars. Fair, that's fair. Like Star Trek, for example, like they actually went back to tell the story of Discovery to move the show forward, like three hundred years in the future, beyond the events of the Next Generation. They knew they wanted a show that was independent of those things, but the only way they could do that was they started in the past and then they forced them into the future. And now it's a complete sh a show that stands on its own two legs. But at the same time, every other show they've released is connected to like the Enterprise. Like, you know, Strange New Worlds, it's Pike's Enterprise, but it's still the Enterprise and Spock is still there. And that show is amazing. Um, you know, lower decks. You know, it, it's a cartoon and it's and it's comedy, but it and it's a ship by itself and it's a different crew. But at the end of the day, they're referencing things that happen inside of the series, the series and the show that we know. Because I think if you don't do like, I understand that there's a bigger universe and there's a bigger galaxy, but if you don't reference those things, then it just be. I mean. Aside, especially, with, I mean, Star Trek has a very look, has a very definitive look and feel, right? Like you can't be a Star Trek ship and not look a certain way and have uniforms a certain way. But Star Wars doesn't have that aesthetic. So I think if it's if it's too far, or if it's too disconnected from the canon, then it it just becomes science fiction. Like it's not Star Wars. I guess is my my point. I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like I said, I just, uh, they had time to work on all the independent stories and work on all the novels they had, you know, and show, tell these stories for years. Over 40 years they had this time. And now they want to start dipping back now. And I think now, I think they've missed their time. In my, in my eyes, I think they've missed their time. And I think it's just for us to move forward, especially after the last three movies we just had. The I'm talking about the three the trilogy movies, not the, the the Rogue One and and all that stuff. But those trilogy, that last trilogy, it was it wasn't that great, and they messed up. And now we're suffering by them trying to flesh out these stories that we've been wanted, and now they're giving it to us now. But I want new. I just want new. That's all. I just want a new story. You know, that's all. I want to be a kid Jedi. 
You know, I mean, I want to, I want to see stuff like that. I don't want to <laughs> keep seeing what we've been seeing. It's just not. It, I'm just not. It doesn't. It doesn't move the needle for me. That's all. You know, and it doesn't move the needle for me. It's not. It's not it for me. You know, I don't want to hear about no. And and it's sad because, like you said, um, the Jedi video game is a great storytelling. It has great storytelling and everything else. And I'm okay with that because it's a video game, you know, and they're trying something new, but then they still mess up anyway by throwing Vader in there. So you're like, thanks. You know, thanks a lot. I know he's part of the universe, but does it have to be this way? You know, we can just be independent co. Like, it's just, so I mean, it's whatever. Well, we have to agree to disagree on this because you're, you're more on that side. I'm more of the dude I want new. And it's just, it's just what it is. All right. No, that's fair. It's all fair points. All right, well, well, I think we need to start closing out because you're sit- literally sitting in your car, and I got to go flip the chicken. So uh, that being said, uh, what do you anything to look forward to this week? Uh, nothing really. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to see a ties game this week. Um, yeah, I go to see some baseball here with the weather clearing up a little bit. Um, um, if you guys got time, keep Jamie Fox in your prayers. He had a stroke last week. Oh, wow. He's still in the hospital. He's still in the hospital. So that's, that's, crazy. Um, that's tough. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And also, uh, if you didn't hear, there was another mass shooting in Alabama last night. Uh, six <sighs> confirmed dead. I know it, we, we talked about this previously. Uh, I didn't want to overshadow this podcast with that because, I mean, I want to talk fun things. But, again, it's just a systemic problem. Systemic problem. And yeah. this is only two, what, three weeks after the last one. So, uh, right. Prayers there, too. Yeah, you're very true. Very true about that. But, all right, brother. Well, hey, man, you have a good night. Tell the family to say hello. And then with that being said, you I'm, do Mr. Same. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Locke. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Take care. I'm a good night, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm.